guys. What's up, everybody? Hump day. Well, it's a good thing we're talking about what we're talking about tonight again. Exactly. Woo! <laughs> She's getting risque right out of the gate. Woo! Sorry for the late start. We had a couple of technical issues. We are back on track, so you're going to hang with us for the full 30 minutes. Right? It's a love-hate relationship with the internet. <laughs> but here we are. We hope you guys had a phenomenal Resurrection Sunday. I know yes. we did. Yes. It was a wonderful Easter. Mm. We are so excited for this message now this week mm -hmm. as we continue into our series, How to Affair-Proof Your Marriage. The world, our culture, is after marriages, after relationships, and we live in a culture today that says marriage is out of style and monogamy is not natural and, and uh, you know what, if, if it gets tired or old or you just don't want to be in it, you can just get out of it. That's not what God intended for a godly covenant, right? Exactly. So last week we talked about uh, honesty. honesty. Absolutely. Oh, pinky swear. Same mm, time. Boom. And then we also talked about respect. And so tonight we're going to pick it up with Romance. Romance. Brown chicken, brown cow. So. Right. <laughs> and you know what? This is, a, this is a topic that some couples are very, very comfortable talking about. And this is a topic that some people, our cameraman, is not very comfortable talking about. And so uh, we have someone rolling their eyes in our studio right now. Yeah. But don't worry about it. You can't see him. He's behind the scenes. No, but a lot of people in, in relationships and marriages, they aren't comfortable. And this is where issues can come up. They're not comfortable talking about romance or intimacy or their sex life. And so we're going to just make you really uncomfortable tonight. We're just going to talk, talk about it. So We talked about respect. We talked about honesty. When you have those two things in your marriage, that gives birth to romance. Yeah. When I feel respected from you, that's a turn on. Uh, when I honor you, uh, different things that when you're treating your spouse the way that you should, that makes you love them and and and, and want to, you know, it just, hey. My, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> there was a statement made many years ago. I think it was Jensen Franklin. And he said, if there was more courting in marriages, there'd be mess. <laughs> There'd be a lot of mess. <laughs> Jensen Franklin said, boop, take it again. Jensen Franklin said, if there were more courting in marriages, there'd, there'd be, be less, less marriages, marriages in court. court. Isn't that so true? Eve asked Adam, do you love me? And he said to her, who else? That was the wrong answer. Okay, He should have said, Eve, you're the only person in the world for me, which she literally was the only person in the world for him at that time. But if, if, if you look at me and said, am I the only one for you? I don't think I should have said, who else? <laughs> but we're going to talk about romance tonight. So anyway, uh, remember how kind you are towards one another, how tender you are towards one another. Uh, do you remember that when you were dating? Do you remember when we first started uh, dating? And oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. We would you would do things that maybe you didn't even want to do because you just wanted to spend time with the person. I remember I lived when we first started dating, I lived a good 45 minutes yeah. not including Dallas traffic away from you. I was working for the power team at the time. Yeah, and I was way over in East Dallas and I would literally drive hours to go on a date, leave my dogs, this was a big deal, leave my dogs for hours at a time. She wouldn't do that now. No, 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 no. <laughs> but when you're dating, you do things maybe you wouldn't always do because you, you want to spend time with that person. Maybe you'll you'll go golfing if you don't like golfing, or you'll go see a movie that maybe you wouldn't necessarily like pick to choose um, just because you want to spend time with that person. And I don't know where it comes in marriage where you stop 
wanting to have fun. You stopped doing things to right. spend time with the other You person. waited for the phone call. You waited for the text. You couldn't wait to see one another. You talk on the phone. We talk on the phone at night. Man, I, put, I remember I'd lay in bed and I put it on speaker and we just fall, <laughs> fall asleep. asleep. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. And, and, and somewhere along the way, you know, that was so much fun. Where did we lose the fun and the romance and the intimacy and, and, and all those things that made that's so exciting when you were dating. You can have that now, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The Bible says that yeah. husbands should not deprive uh, their wife of sexual intimacy. And it says, nor the wife deprive the husband. Yeah. And Husbands, this... that's a good area for y'all to shout amen right amen. now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, we, we shouldn't do that. Well, here's the thing. God made us all sexual creatures when it's in the confines of a marriage right. and so people like god loves intimacy he loves sex and it's one of the key ingredients to um health and happiness in a marriage it's healing um after you know maybe some um, moments of intense fellowship some fighting um it's romantic it, it draws you closer as a couple there's there's power in it which is why god designed it that way and so many women will withhold it from their husband. They use it as a weapon. They use it as a weapon. Um, and, and and the number one reason why men say they have an affair is lack of such sexual um, gratification. So what they're saying is, I'm not getting anything from my wife, so I'm gonna find it elsewhere. If I can't get it in my marriage, I'll, I'll go somewhere else and get it. And, uh, and you know, sex guys, God created it. Let's not forget that. God created sex. What a wonderful God we serve. <laughs> people. <laughs> but I'm saying that we need to realize that God is pro-sex inside of a marriage. He is anti-sex outside of a marriage. Exactly. And so I just think a lot of marriages that maybe are struggling in this area or where people could be tempted um, or open themselves up to a temptation is when they're not satisfied sexually in their own marriage. Um, because honestly, if your if your sex life is good and abundant and and it, you know you you both are, are happy and, and it's a joy, it's a it's joy then you don't have the temptation, you know, to think about it or to look elsewhere. That doesn't mean you're not going to have to guard yourself. Uh, you could have a tremendous sex life in your marriage, uh, and you still have to guard yourself. But I'm saying I would assume it would be it would be much less of a factor for infidelity if, if that was healthy in your marriage. Right. Um, I mean, think about this. What did Adam and Eve do all day long? I mean... There was only two things. Gardening? And sex. What if you don't like gardening? <laughs> exactly. I don't like gardening. What if you like... Guys, marriage and sex... Sex is the icing on the cake in a marriage. But some people just gorge on icing. <laughs> you know? Maybe that's why they're sick all the time. Maybe so. I don't know. So, uh, you know, keeping that vitality there, keeping, cultivating romance, uh, doing the things uh, that are romantic. My mom and dad, you know, have been married 50 some odd years. Uh, they're in their 70s. Uh, still flirt with one another, still say kind things to one another. Guys, you know, they said, well, you know, uh, I remember one time I opened a door for you. I don't remember who we were with, but we were with a couple, and I opened the door for you, and the other guy popped off and went, we'll give that a few years and that'll stop. 
And I literally just looked over and was like, no, that will never stop. I, I always want to do things to honor and cultivate and cultivate those romantic. You know, I, you know, when I, I, I want to look good for you. I, I you know, I, I want to walk by and her go, hey, all right. <laughs> I want to be brushing my teeth. And you go, woo, <laughs> you know, so. We do get, um, we get a lot of counseling sessions or questions from men. How do I make my wife have sex with me more? And I think that's a really wrong way to approach it. Um, a lot of men just go to their wives and they don't do the romance. They don't, you know, flirt. They don't compliment because women, they need the emotional side of it and they want to feel wanted. So no woman wants their husband to come home and say, hey baby, hey baby I just need your sex tonight. <laughs> like that, of course, no woman's going to be like, yes, let me jump right on that task. Like they need to be romance. Like, so send a text earlier in the day, be flirty, be friendly. We have some little things we do. We have a LED light um, in our some house, LED lighting in our some house. LED lighting in our house and they change colors. And so if one of us ever turns it to like red or pink, it's like our hint of like, hey, 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 hey. like we're, we're ready to be romantic. Listen and guys, if, if you're going to be romantic with your spouse, chances are that if that happens, then the process for that taking place started way, 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 way back. Yeah. Way, way, way back. And I'm not saying you're not going to have those spontaneous moments and those fun moments, but a lot of times uh, the, 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 the talking, the little things during the day, the flirting, all these things lead up to, yeah. you know, uh, the... Take her out for a nice dinner, um, bring her flowers, compliment her how she looks, tell her, you know, just for the day, a nice text. Or if you're me, get your wife a gift card to Ross. Yeah, that, mm, <laughs> that'll do it. Um, just kidding. But, you know, they do these things throughout the day to make your wife feel attractive or to feel wanted because that's going to make her um, be more open to any possible advances. Maybe she'll even initiate. Um, but you don't just want to come in and make her feel like she's, you know, completing a task. And I think a lot of men that, that feel like they're not sexually gratified in marriages, they just go to their wives and it's more of a demand type thing and they need to approach it from a different way. Um, and they need to maybe invest into the romantic side of sex. Nobody wants to feel used. Nobody wants to feel like, okay, there's two of us here, but really this is only for one person. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, and we get questions all the time. Is this okay? Is this okay? Mm -hmm. I feel guilty about this, or she wants me to do this. He wants me to do this. And we say this all the time. The marriage bed is undefiled. So we feel like both have to be in full cooperation, 100% okay with everything that's going on. Uh, and then the Bible says, man, enjoy, enjoy one another, enjoy your spouse, enjoy marriage, man, get in the song of Solomon, woo, tell you what, that's some spicy stuff. <laughs> but the reason we're talking about all this is because there are several things in our culture that will rob you of romance intimacy and the things that spice up a very healthy marriage. And we're going to talk about that for a few minutes. And social media is one of the huge... Yeah. You know, social media, technology, just how it's developed over the last few decades. And the thing with technology is you have to look at it. It's not just a burden or just a blessing. Technology, social media can be both. But there's always um, good things and bad things that come with any new technology. And so we're going to really talk about social media for a minute. And um, when we're talking about social media tonight, understand that we're talking about um, friendships, friends, uh, followers of the opposite sex. 
So when we say these points, I'm not talking about if you're a woman with a woman or a man with a man because those relationships are different. If Michael's online with one of his guy friends, that's different boundaries and different rules than if it was Michael with a female friend. And you guys will know what we're talking about in a second, but we're just seeing, we're seeing a lot of things. I'm not talking about with people that don't have any sense. We're not talking about non-Christians, non-believers. We're not even talking about that in the next few minutes. Those people, that's like, they don't even have that gauge yet. We're talking about men and women in the church world that claim to be spirit-filled, Bible-believing Christians that are doing things and conducting themselves on social media that is way, way, way out of bounds. And we're going to talk about that. And some of y'all need to hear this because some of y'all are going, amen. But you couldn't tell if you were married on your website or your Facebook page, your Instagram. Someone would have to scroll for about two weeks before they'd even <laughs> see a picture of your spouse or your fiance or whatever. So let's talk about yeah. some of that. Okay. So we're going to first talk with a few points just about just social media rules that you should have or discussion points that you should have with your spouse. So the first is, if you spend more time with your online friends than your spouse, something needs to change. Something needs to change. This is just godly etiquette as a believer and as a married person. Here's the thing, most affairs start with an innocent connection. Um, It's not so much like someone's gonna come and be like, hey, come over and have sex tonight. It could be just a, a like on a picture or a comment on a picture or uh, just some way to an get old high school I, friend just something that's going to be small and it may be innocent at first but that can um I like to say a tennis ball effect you know like maybe someone puts out you know oh hey that that dress looks good on you tonight well they've thrown their first like, poof, hit their first ball and it, you you decide how you return it are you gonna you know, just let it go by. Are you going to say thank you? Are you going to hit the ball back into their court? And are you going to nip it in the bud? Are you going to take care of it immediately? Yeah. I think y'all are stupid. We we know what we're doing. You know these pictures. You know, uh, you know where guys are doing certain things, have their shirt off, or girls have the phone way up here. This aerial selfie coming down into their blouse. Oh, John three sixteen for God so loved the world. It's like what does that scripture have to do with that selfie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when. Yeah, when. <laughs> When on social media do we take gratuitous, sexy selfies and then cloak it with an inspirational scripture or, uh, you know, a quote that has nothing to do with the picture? Nothing Nothing to do with the picture. At all. And so I'm like, hey, if you take a cute selfie, just say, hey, guys, I'm feeling cute today. There you go. Cute day (laughs) pic. Don't be like, well, Proverbs 13 verse 5 says blah, 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 blah. Or, you know what? Uh, Love yourself and da, da, da. And don't worry about the haters. That stuff gets old after a while. And people can see right through it. And you just look like you're someone that's just starving for attention. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So point one here, though, is... Um, just see how much time you're spending in regards to being online with your online friends and if you're spending more time there than you are with your spouse that needs to change your spouse is your number one priority Um, on on social media pages we were looking at several today just to see number one thing on our pages always on Twitter Instagram um, Facebook every every social media there is there's an about section that's right underneath your profile where, where people go to learn about you and number one on all of our pages is husband or wife or married to. No one has to question when they go to any of our social media pages if we're married or not. 
And there were so many of our personal friends. The majority. The majority. The majority. It doesn't say anything about a spouse if they're married. There's no picture. Um, and I'm not saying that your profile picture has to be you and your spouse, but even if you were to scroll down um, on Instagram and just scroll, 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 there's no presence. But I still think it's safe to say if, if it takes more than a minute visiting any social media page, if it takes more than a minute. See, I think a minute's too long because um, someone that's seeking out to see if this person is available or not to send a, a DM or to send an IM. That's or, true. Okay, well, 30 seconds. I'm saying it should be <laughs> glaringly apparent in visiting your social media stuff that this person's married. Like, you know, it, it should just, you can scroll on any of our pages, Instagram, and we do a lot of individual stuff. We do a lot of mojo. It, not everything has to be us all plastered together, but I'm yeah. saying it is it is obvious within moments that we are in love, we are married, we are taken, we are off the market, and, and I think more people should pay attention to things like that because you are, like you said, opening yourself up, you're right. You are right to step out. I'm not saying that you would. I'm saying that it's the little things that that start, that, and at least it was for me, uh, when I stepped out uh, and, and um, you know, of my previous marriage and when I was unfaithful, it started with a little thing. A little thing. It was a little text. It was a little compliment. It was a little thing here or there. And I knew what I was doing. I, I knew what was going on. And I've told many pastors, I've told many leaders this over the years, had it not been for that stupid cell phone and social media, mm. probably 90% of those things wouldn't have happened. But, yeah. and, I'm not, and I'm not blaming social media for it, I'm just saying social media, guys, has made um, being unfaithful easier Easy. than it's ever been. And here's the thing, let's say you have um, an Instagram or a Facebook and you post a lot of pictures. I would ask yourself the comments, the people that like it, um, if I'm posting a lot of pictures, are the majority of my likes and my comments from the opposite sex? And if so, you might want to reevaluate the things you're posting. Um, I see a lot of girls, a lot. Well, I follow a lot of like fitness girls anyway, but I see a lot of girls posting pictures and if I look at the comments, it's just guys, guys, guys. So beautiful. Guys. So, so and, be and then they'll kind of, I'm, I'm talking about even like Christian women that will comment back, you know, hard eyes or just, you know, something flirty oh, back. Oh, that's so and, sweet. And it, Thank they you. may, they may think it's innocent. Everything starts innocent, but you're just opening a door that could lead to something and you just really need to safeguard and really take a look at what you're doing on social media, who's responding to it, and how much time you are spending talking to friends of the opposite sex. You should be thrilled and satisfied with the attention of your spouse. Can I say that again? I'm looking right in the camera. Be, be hungry at, for the affirmation and the applause and, and, the, and, and the, you know, the love and the, you know, just all that that you're getting from somewhere else. Man, seek that from your spouse. You know, if someone gives you a compliment, that's fine. I get complimented, you get complimented, whatever. But you know what? I'll take one compliment from my spouse over a thousand compliments from people I don't even know. Yeah. And also say that we don't take cute selfies, but they're private. And so I'll take, if I take a cute picture, instead of putting it on social media to try to get attention from, you know, the world, the only one I need the the affirmation from the attention from is my. I've actually tried to get you to put it. I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, he's like, put that up. up. I'm like, no, I'm not putting that up. That was for him. 
<laughs> and so, you know, there's no problem when you, with you taking cute selfies or something like that, but just make sure that who they're for is who gets them. Right. So if it's for your spouse, make sure that your spouse gets them. If it's for the world, then you need to reevaluate maybe your priorities within your marriage. Let's talk about passcodes. Passcodes. <laughs> so we are firm believers that your spouse should have your passcodes. And here it is. It's not that you want the other person to like snoop through your page or to be checking on you like big brother, but it just gives the security and the trust to know that at any time, if I were suspicious, I could look. And it's, it's trusting each other enough to know that whatever we're doing on social media and our emails and our text messages and our phones, anything that we're doing, um, you know, the other person can see at any time. It just keeps you above, above reproach. Why do you got to lock your phone? Why do you have to lock your phone? When you're out to dinner, why do you have to put your phone down on the table, face down? Why, why, you know, people say, well, you know, there's nothing I'm hiding. Well, then if there's nothing that you're hiding, why do you have to have your phone locked? Now, I understand for security, but I'm saying my wife has my phone passcode. She has my Instagram passcode. She has my Facebook passcode. She has my email passcode. There are no secrets in our marriage. We will not allow the devil to have a foothold on our marriage. And so, uh, you know, a perfect example uh, had someone who uh, the relationship was many years ago and it was inappropriate, uh, had not heard from this person in years. We were sitting watching TV. I remember like it was yesterday. We were sitting watching TV and uh, my phone went off and I looked down. It was a Facebook messenger and it was from this woman. I didn't even finish reading it, y'all. And literally, I, it, it, I seized up for a little bit and Stephanie looked over me and she goes, what's going on? I said... I mean, literally, didn't I? I just, I said, okay. I said, I'm he handing, literally threw, he handed, I, threw the phone over. Threw the my phone over. I said, said, this, this is a woman that I had a relationship with. I've told you, you already know who she was, knew what it was all about. I said, she's just reached out to me, and it was actually the first or second time in our in our eight years of marriage uh, that anyone from my past had ever kind of just popped their head up again. And it really, uh, and, it, and honestly, I think it was kind of innocent. She might have even been saying, I'm so happy for you and all this and that and the other. Didn't answer her, didn't talk with her, didn't give an emoji, didn't give a thumbs up, <laughs> gave my phone to Stephanie and said, answer her. And Stephanie said to who this was, thank you so much. You were very kind. Uh, thank you so much for the kind words. This is Michael's wife, Stephanie. And, uh, that, and I think she even came back and said, happy for you guys and this and that yeah. and the other. But I'm telling you folks, and I'm not saying that there was anything going on there. I'm not saying that she was fishing for anything. I'm saying we took care of it immediately, immediately, because you have to guard, guard. The Bible says guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. I say you guard your marriage because it is the most next to salvation, the most important relationship you will ever have in your existence. Yeah. So passwords, guys, if you haven't share them. If there's anything you need to be honest about before you do that, you know, that's what we talked about last week. Be open and honest with your spouse. You've got to start somewhere. And so maybe if you haven't done these things in the past, you haven't been honest, you haven't been respectful, you haven't had romance, you, you haven't protected yourself on social media, like start now. Don't say, well, it's too late in my marriage. I can't start now. Like you can start today and you can start to share those inform that bits of information, which is just, it helps strengthen trust um, and it helps strengthen your marriage too. Absolutely. So one of the things I think is really good about, and I think that we're both very, very good at this and more marriages need to do this, use social media as a tool to build up and to encourage your spouse. 
Um, that's one of the, the greatest things about having social media My nowadays. God, brag on your spouse. Brag. Send. We would. We send like lyrics and songs on each other's pages, and we're just constantly talking. I, in my memories today, I think I was sick last year on this day, and he just made the sweetest thing about about me being sick and how he still thought I was beautiful, and you know, it was just it's just things like that when you can post about. I want to see more marriages posting about their spouse, more Jeez. pictures of your spouse, more bragging on your spouse instead of all these butt selfies, like <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> Less butt selfies, people, and more spousal <laughs> affirmation. No, but seriously, it's the truth. People say to us all the time, oh, love your marriage. I want my marriage to be that way. Love the way y'all interact with one another. Love how y'all uh, praise one another. And and then some people have even said, uh, you know, and it's because they think it's too good to be true. I've said, my wife's the most amazing woman in the world. And then the comments underneath, well, are you in the doghouse? Or wow, what yeah. did you do today? Like that I had to make a nice or a wonderful or a affirming post about you because I was trying to get out of the doghouse. No, it should be something that you do naturally that, that you want to do more, more of, of what's important. Because listen, if I scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll, I can find out in about two or three minutes what is important to you. What is important in your life? Uh, you've heard people say many times, uh, if you want to know what's important to a person, look in their bank account. And that's true. Where you spend your money, where you, where you spend your, that's what's important in your life. You know, uh, some people like, they like to go hunting and they're out in the woods 90% of the time. Some people like to go golfing. Some people like to get on their boat. Some people like to go shopping. I'm saying, you know, you're, you're, whatever you spend the most amount, whatever just commands your time, that is important to you. And I want people, remember people actually used to say, good Lord already, yeah. make me vomit, jeez. I mean, we used to, I mean, it was it was gushy there for a little while. I don't want to say it's never gushy, but I'm saying some, we used to have, literally have people say, okay, enough already, we get it, y'all are in love. <laughs> but you know what? I'd rather that than people have to wonder, you know, what our relationship is like. People have, uh, when we went to churches, said, oh, yeah. follow you guys on social media, feel like we know you, feel like we know what y'all's marriage is about and all that, and it's so cool to finally see you in person, so. Well, guys, we have so, literally, we didn't even get through page one no. of, about social media. But guys, we're going to stay here. We are. We're going to stay here um, as long as it takes because we are sick and tired of the devil destroying marriages. We're taking them back. We're taking them back. Taking so them back. We will stay here as long as we need to and talk about. There's so many more. We've got the the down drawbacks of social media, the positives of social media, um, what to do about old flames or ex boyfriends and girlfriends. And we've or, still got our four, our fourth point yeah. on how to affair proof your marriage. We talked about honesty. We've talked about respect. Tonight we talked about romance. A lot of the social media influences. The fourth one's resolve, and we'll get to that next week. But guys, listen, uh, Facebook message us. Uh, us, <laughs> we'll get on that next week. We always do groups, you know, uh, just put us in a group together. And if you like what's going on, please comment, share this out there on what's going on. Uh, if you enjoy Heart to Heart, iTunes. And iTunes. we also have... 
we now have YouTube. YouTube. You can so if you want to listen to us, maybe you're in the car or you're working out and you just want to be able to hear us, go to our iTunes and subscribe to the Heart to Heart. If you would rather watch all of the archives, you can go to YouTube and look up Michael Rowan Ministries, and everything will be logged there. Be sure to subscribe to that so that every time a new video is posted, you will get notified about that. So lots of new things coming with Heart to Heart, so you can have many ways to listen and see us. So right now, if you haven't, share this message Please on your Facebook. Please share it. Go to YouTube. Share past episodes on your Facebook page. Let's spread the word because we're trying to take back, uh, you know, not only marriages but everything we talk about we feel is very very relevant that you don't hear in churches all the time anymore and also uh we want to thank some very very special people and that's heather and michael culver yes. michael and heather culver uh, we, love, we you love you guys they're not only 50 clubbers but they are uh, a huge support to this ministry and Heather and Michael, uh, a lot of these heart-to-heart episodes you guys are personally responsible for. Yeah. So thank you for sewing into our ministry. And if you would like who, to become a 50 Clubber, uh, a partner with our ministry, sew into our ministry, there's a variety of ways you can do that. Information's probably periodically come up on the screen tonight. Text michaelrowanministries.com. You can hit the donate button there. Uh, and man, let's keep this thing going and let's reach as many people as we can while we can. Yeah. The more funds we have come in for Heart to Heart, the more platforms we can go to, the more streaming sites we can go to, um, the, the, the broader our, our grasp can be. And that's kind of our goal for this, is to take these relevant topics and really honest heart discussions to help more people um, learn the truth about God's Word and about relevant topics for what it's like to live in today. And so any donation you make goes to help that. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, as always. I love you. I love you. We're going to end the message by blessing you. So put if your you, hands out like this. Yes. If you're at home, put your hands out. We're going to put our hands forward. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift His countenance upon you and give you peace. May He cover you with His name, the name of Jesus. And Father, we add in a blessing to all of our married couples out there, all of our engaged couples. Father, I pray that we would do the things that we can, the, the very best that we can. Father, let us have that resolve in our hearts to keep our marriages and our relationships strong, godly, and there would be relationships that honor you. Mm-hmm. We bless them now in Jesus' name. And everybody sit out there in the internet land. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you for letting us talk a little bit to you heart to heart. See you next time.